0: Hi, and welcome to the Liberators Network podcast. My name is Christian Verwijs, and in this series of podcasts, we will be reading blog posts that a lot of you enjoyed on our Medium page. In today's podcast, we'll cover the myth in Scrum that the product backlog is maintained exclusively by the product owner. Now, maybe you recognize some of the following. Is your product owner the only person who can make changes to the product backlog? Or is your development team asking your product owner to write and order items on the product backlog? Or is the product owner the only person who has write access to the product backlog in a digital tool like Jira? Taken together, the theme here is that the product owner is the person who is responsible for maintaining the product backlog. In this podcast, We'll show you why this is a myth. We always like to go back to what the scrum guide says about a myth. In this case, the scrum guide says the following about the product backlog and who is responsible for it. Begin quote, the product owner is responsible for the product backlog, including its content, availability, and ordering, end quote. Now you can read this line as reinforcing the idea that the product owner also has to do all these things. So a product owner should write all the items on the product backlog, he or she should order them, and the product owner should make the product backlog available to both Scrum teams and to stakeholders. But the Scrum Guide then continues to describe that the product backlog is dynamic and constantly evolves in, begin quote, an ongoing process in which the product owner and the development team collaborate on the details of the product backlog items, end quote. The key word here is obviously responsible. Ask yourself this, can a product owner maximize the value of work done by the development team if they are not involved in what goes on the product backlog and in what order? So where does this myth come from? There are many different reasons for this myth to come into existence. One common cause is when product owners double as business analysts or come into the role from that background. From that perspective, it might seem sensible and logical for them to take care of all the requirements analysis that is required to populate a product backlog. Often development teams encourage this so they can also focus on what they assume is their most important task, which is to write code this is not how the roles are intended. Another common cause is the interpretation of Scrum as a methodology. Organizations eagerly turn Scrum roles into formal job descriptions. When Scrum is completely new to them, they try to understand new roles from traditional perspectives. So product owners are responsible for requirements, which makes them analysts. Scrum masters are responsible for the team, which makes them team leads or team managers, And developers are responsible for writing code, which makes them coders. But by doing so, they fail to understand the purpose behind the Scrum framework. They don't understand why it is that we're doing all of this in the first place. So let's return to the roots so we can better understand. The Scrum framework exists to decrease the risks that are inherent to product development and other complex work. Far more often than not, product development is complex work where more is unknown than known. And because of this, we need close collaboration between professionals and the involvement of many minds to make sense of what is happening and identify next steps. In complex work, a hierarchy only gets in the way of creativity, motivation, and the intelligence of teams. And from that perspective, It makes no sense to treat the product owner as the only person who can create items for the product backlog and order them. By treating the product owner like that, you are only introducing hierarchical thinking into a framework that is completely antithetical to it. And this goes both ways. Product owners should work closely with their development team to create items for the product backlog and order them to maximize the value of work done. Development teams, on the other hand, should proactively seek this out as well by offering suggestions for items on the product backlog as for their ordering. They should actively work with product owners to refine and clarify items, making sure they are understood both by the Scrum team as well as by stakeholders. Scrum masters, in turn, can help both the product owner and the development team understand that this is the most effective way to collaborate in complex work. In fact, it is perfectly fine for development teams to be even more proactive and put items on the product backlog and reorder them if the product owner believes that this is the best way to maximize the value of their work. But ultimately, the product owner remains responsible for what goes on the product backlog and in what order. They have the final say. And the product owner should be the person you go to when you have questions about something on the product backlog or the way it was ordered. Now, what are some helpful tips if you find yourself in an organization where everyone believes this myth? The first one is that you can organize product discovery workshops where you invite everyone on the Scrum team as well as stakeholders to collaborate on the creation and ordering of items on the product backlog. But keep in mind that these kind of workshops work best when they're not required. Allow people to opt in instead of forcing them to join. The second tip is that when using digital tools like Jira, reduce restrictions to who can manage the product backlog and make sure to include the development team. If only the product owner can do this, you are only reinforcing this myth. Instead, make work agreements about what kind of changes development teams can make on their own and what level of communication with the product owner is desired. The third tip is that as a Scrum master, make sure to emphasize that the Scrum framework offers a sensible approach for reducing the risk of complex work. Don't explain the Scrum framework, its roles, its rules, and its events as if you're quoting the Bible. Myths like these start popping up when people only understand the rules not the purposes behind them. And the final tip is that if you're a fan of liberating structure like we are, you have access to an awesome repository of microstructures to trigger exactly the kind of collaboration we're looking for. You can use EcoCycle Planning or MinSpecs with the Scrum team to clean up and order the product backlog. Or you can use structures like One Two For All, Tris and 2510 Crowdsourcing to generate ideas or invite the Scrum team to work together to craft product strategies with critical uncertainties. So let's move to the closing thoughts. This myth strongly underscores that Scrum is far more than a bunch of roles, rules, and events. When we run into myths like this one, it helps to go back to what it is that we're actually trying to achieve with Scrum and interpret it from that perspective. The product owner ensures that there is a product backlog, that it is ordered and that it is made available to both the Scrum team and to stakeholders. The product owner is the person you go to when this is not the case. But that doesn't mean that the product owner is the only person in the Scrum team who does this. In order to maximize the work done by the development team in each sprint, it makes sense for product owners to actively work with the development team to write items refine and order them. In complex work, it's all about effective collaboration between professionals. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. And I also hope that by listening to this podcast, you learn something new about Scrum and in particular about what the collaboration between product owners and development teams and stakeholders should look like according to the Scrum framework. If you wanna read the post behind this podcast, I'll add a link for you in the comments so that you can click on that for more information. Now, as the Liberators, we write a lot about Scrum. We write a lot about liberating structures. If you're eager to read more or read some of our uh, other blog posts, go to medium.com slash the liberators. You'll find our full archive of writing there. And you can also follow us to uh, receive notifications when we write something new. As the Liberators, we also offer many different workshops and classes and training, mostly about Scrum and Liberating Structures. If you're interested in joining one of our classes, please go to theliberators.com events. You'll find a full schedule over there with all the upcoming workshops, classes, training, and other events we have planned. We certainly hope to see you there. And we also hope to see you here for our next podcast. If you like listening to this one, please make sure to like it on Spotify, on uh, Apple, or whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again next time.